0: This is the Halsey V Mark podcast show, and today I am talking to Sarah Jackson, who is 22 years old from Zanesville. Originally, all my life I've been sensitive to paranormal. I am officially the full-time psychic medium for Through the Veil Investigations. I am a practicing Wiccan. I truly love nature and family. I try to be kind to every person and creature. I write. I sing and write as a, my my music is a huge part of my life. My mother is a sensitive as well, and that ability has been passed through four generations of women on my mum's side. I love being a medium. I feel like I'm generally helping people in a way that's so unique and incredible. I really enjoy history, so getting up to the, go to these places with such rich past and so many stories is just so awesome. That it's so cool to learn some about some more about the local history of this area. Any, anyway, I'm so lucky to have this life. I want to live it to the fullest. And hi, Sarah. How are you today?
1: Doing well. How are
0: you? I'm fine. now? Can you tell me a little bit how it feels when you um, do? When you have your you sense something, how does it feel in inside? Well, it depends on what.
1: Um, I'm sensing it's, uh, being a psychic slash empath medium, um, it's a lot, it's a lot like, uh, it's hard to explain, but like when I walk into a room and there's a lot of history there, and, you know, for example, if there's something really negative there, it feels dark inside, it makes my mood very negative, it makes, um my chest hurt usually um and it's hard to breathe sometimes when you walk into a negative situation whereas vice versa you know you walk into a situation where you know a room where maybe it's a really happy spirit or a very happy environment and my mood increases or it's that when, you know, I get excited it's easier to, to deal with. So when I start sensing something it, it really it depends on the energy of what I'm sensing, depending on how it's gonna make me feel.
0: Do you ever get frightened by anything that you sense?
1: I haven't I have yet to That actually been to that, maybe actually even a little bit scared was um, actually at my first paranormal investigation. I walked into a basement of an old schoolhouse, and there's a really, really negative entity down there. And he actually that actually did, did rattle my nerves a little bit, but nothing I've seen so far has actually scared me.
0: But when you, do you, like, you say you like helping people. Do you sometimes accidentally read someone? Like, you're close to someone, and sometimes you pick something up accidentally, not, you know?
1: Yeah, that happens all the time. That actually happens a lot. It, um, not even, it's... Sometimes when I'm, like, in a room, I can pick up on the energy of people around me, or things, like, basically, if they have, like, kind of a negative memory or something, sometimes I can feel that, sometimes I can sense that, um, and it's never been a situation where, like, I'll be in a crowd of people and I can sense someone's, like, dead ancestor or something like that, it never happens like that, but, um. It does happen with people's deep down emotions. You know, I can be near somebody and I can feel maybe if they've just lost somebody or they're going through something really negative. I can feel that even though they're not showing it in any way. I can I can feel that. So it does happen. That actually happens a lot. I pick up on energies really easily, and sometimes because I'm an empath as well, it also hits me really hard and it can affect my
0: energy really badly. Well I have a theory that I think that our abilities to uh, see paranormal or cryptids or UFOs comes from early man, because early man had to be perceptive to his environment. I think some of that is still in us, and I think that's how we will be able, some people are able to tap into it more than others.
1: Yeah, yeah, I think some people are definitely way more sensitive to it than than others. I think everybody has a little bit of sensitivity to, to certain things, but I think those of us that are really really sensitive to it, or those of us that actually act on it and focus in on it and use it, tend to draw a lot more of it than others. And I think that's I think that can affect everybody's sensitivity. For example, if you're in, if you're with people who are super sensitive, like myself, you and you're not very sensitive, you probably won't see or feel or hear as much of that as the ultra-sensitive person will, because it's drawn to the more sensitive person.
0: Well, I, I, I can sometimes have uh, strange aromas, because I can I could sometimes smell death or strawberries or oranges. I could. I'll tell you in a minute why I can. I can, um, if you don't mind. I, I. I. tell you why I can have these experiences. I ha- have had in my life a near death experience. Yeah. Tell
1: me about
0: that. Well, basically, I was in a coma for three weeks, and whilst I was in my coma. I heard a woman's voice I've never heard before or since telling me to wake up and I woke up I had the most overwhelming feeling I've ever had to wake up and also while I was in my coma I was neither in the real world or the next world and I felt like, I was tu- I, I feel like I've touched something like my, my version of heaven if you like that's what I feel like and since then I've been drawn more and more towards the paranormal.
1: Right, yeah, I've heard of that, you know, um, but yeah, you said, you you know, you smell certain smells. Sometimes that's how um, energies manifest, just by, by smell, and each sensitive is different in how they pick up those energies. Each sensitive is different to how... They pick up those energies. For like I said, for example, mine is usually pretty internal. I feel it emotionally and mentally, and sometimes physically, like in my chest and stuff like that. You know, some people just naturally can hear voices. Some can naturally, you know, see or pick up or smell certain things. Um, like I said, sometimes that's just how they how they manifest and how they communicate.
0: Yeah, it must be, um, I, I, I've, when I, I, I think that where I live is haunted because we have strange things happen. Sometimes when I'm talking to people on podcasts, it will stop for no apparent reason. I get interference, electrical interference all over the place. And when I did an EVP reading, the, 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 it went off the scale towards the um, wet room. No other room, but uh, when I walked towards that room, it completely went zoop. And my dog sometimes sits, stands there in the middle of the room, staring up for no reason. Yeah, animals are super perceptive and
1: things like that. They can see and hear things that a typical animal would be affected more than you by anything that might be in your home or anything like that, you know, and if you are sensitive, you can sometimes have things latch on to you, and, you know, you may not even know it, and then suddenly you start hearing things or seeing things or... Your animals start acting out on it. And it could just be as simple as you might have brought something home with you. And like you said, you know, you'll be talking to somebody and suddenly there's like that could be someone from their past trying to reach out like that does happen you know sometimes spirits are attached to souls of living people and they can try to manifest with people who are more perceptive to them just to try and get a message out so yeah sometimes you can be interrupted i don't
0: think it's no na- i don't think it's a nasty spirit because it tends to be quite friendly it plays a bit like jokes on me or a few times, you know, like, you know, suddenly I'm in talking to someone, and it decide it decide I don't want you to talk to this person for this minute, and then suddenly everything goes, and I'm, I'm looking, thinking, what's happening, and I think, oh, he's here, he or she's around again. But I I I I don't go out of my way to provoke it. Right, right.
1: Sometimes that. Playful. I, I enjoy dealing with some more, like, playful experience. I think one of my strangest interactions with that world was before I fully understood that I was a sensitive. It was before I, uh, I, I was aware that I was capable of sensing it and stuff. I was actually with a friend of mine, and um, I don't know if you have them where you are, but uh, we used to have the uh, life-size Barbie dolls, And they're about three feet tall or so. They called them quote unquote life size, but they're about three feet tall or so. And uh, my friend and I both had one. And she had a playful spirit in her home. And uh, we were playing with them up in the attic, and we left them laying on the middle of the floor in the attic one day and we went down to watch a movie for a couple hours and we came back uh, both of them were standing on the staircase looking down and none of the adults believed us about it but that was one of the first times I'd ever interacted with and it was just a playful thing it wasn't malicious or evil or anything like that it was just kind of playing a joke but it terrified, it scared us we never touched those things again but that was my first experience but it was, it was cool and crazy and scary all at the same time, but that was my first experience with like a spirit.
0: How, was how, like that. how do you find it helps with your group that you help out with?
1: I'm sorry?
0: How do you feel it helps with the group that you're involved with? The paranormal group you're involved with?
1: definitely helps. You know, we can go into, they can go into, uh, for example, a schoolhouse. That's what we've been investigating previously. Or You can go into a schoolhouse or a penitentiary or, you know, what have you with all the electronic equipment that you want, you know, and you might get a response. You might get intelligent responses. You may or may not get EVPs stuff like that but when you bring in a medium to a place it's a lot easier for them to connect and contact you spiritually than it is with those electronics and like the schoolhouses a lot of the places that we went to the people that were interacting the spirits that were interacting with probably have never even seen some of this stuff you know that house the last house that we were in was built in 1913 um, and used way back, well back then. And it was some children that we had encountered and a janitor that we had encountered. And, you know, back in 1913, they had just started getting cars. You know, they didn't have phones and all these gadgets and stuff that we had. And so I, I think it's easier for them to communicate with somebody who can communicate with them voice to voice or spiritually or mentally. It's easier for, I think mediums put off a lot more energy than those do. Anyway, so it's a lot easier for spirits to latch onto that energy and use that energy to show themselves or communicate with things like that. And I think that helps the group because I can also get a way better understanding of their past, that spirit, how they, if I could really communicate with them, I could figure out how they died and stuff like that and I can tell which spirit we're interacting with, because especially in an environment where there's a lot of different entities, there's a lot of different spirits, it's really vital to be able to tell which one you're dealing with, so bringing a medium into it and bringing a sensitive into it, it's easy, I can tell you, hey, we're dealing with a child, hey, we're dealing with a man, and I think it helps them better understand, and it also, having that big, huge energy there also helps us spirits communicate with the electronics and get the voice recorders and maybe even show themselves.
0: Do you uh, prepare yourself before you go into an investigation? Do you, like, do a cleansing or um, any ritual of any kind? Um,
1: so... They do my group does do a prayer before we go into um any houses or anything and I wear I bring my a necklace with me, um, that I've that I put, you know, kind of like a protection prayer or spell or ritual, whatever you want to call on it. And I wear that before going in and like I said, they pray and everything before we go in. Um and then yeah, once we go in and do everything, and then once we're trying to leave, we do another. We do a, a cleansing of ourselves. We get we pray, and there's a cleansing of ourselves to try and ward off anything from coming with us. But yeah, we do we do pray. We do you know stand together and get ready and prepare and do our own personal rituals. Like I said, I wear a necklace that says actually says protection on it, and it's um, got a, a stone on it that carries that kind of energy so I do wear that and I do you know calm myself I meditate a little bit before I go in just so I can open myself up and really focus on those energies
0: I see that you said you'd like to learn the history of the building or the persons you're looking into do you find that fascinating
1: I do. I've always really enjoyed history. I've always really um, loved learning about that. But you know, knowing world history and local hi- and and the history of your country that's that's one thing. But actually knowing local history, you know, being able to drive past a place that you see all the time and then knowing, oh, that was a schoolhouse in 1913. That was you know, learning the history of a building, what it was beforehand. I find that very fascinating. I find it very interesting. It makes for really cool stories and stuff like that. So, you know, you meet a friend that's never been here before and you walk them through and you're like, by the way, you know, this house here was this and that. And it's really enjoyable. I actually do really enjoy learning the histories of of these places, especially because the last place I was in was in a little town called Railroad, Pennsylvania. Um, when I first moved to Pennsylvania, I actually lived in Railroad only a couple hundred feet from that, that location and I had no idea it was even there, let alone um, that it was haunted or anything even about it. So it was actually even cooler because it was somewhere I grew up, basically.
0: I imagine you like to do the research bit, because I, I like doing research because I find it really fascinating. Yes. Now I also see that you like to sing and write songs.
1: I do, I do. I haven't written, I haven't written in a long, long time because I haven't had the time to focus and and really try. But I do, I do sing a lot, like all the time.
0: Have you done any recordings, or do you have any out there that people can listen to? I, I.
1: Do I do have some? They are on my phone,
0: and I am currently on a laptop. But I do have recordings of it. I do have recordings, um, and I do karaoke. <laughs> I do. I, I I am on um revernation riv- riv- I'm under oh, the yeah? I'm under the guise of ghost man. I I do a lot of um. Different than um, what styles of music, I find it a good outlet because I think music is like poetry to to song to music. A good song lyric is poetry. It is. I think I um, I
1: use music as an escape from everything. that's that's why I sing a lot you know one of my ways of kind of calming myself down after anything is to go on a car ride and put on some of my favourite songs and just sing and relax and stuff like that I have song lyrics tattooed on my fingers on my back and on my wrist
0: (laughs) well I I mean well if you met me I've got 11 tattoos and 4 earrings and a crutch because I've got disabilities. So, you know, there's nothing wrong with that.
1: Oh no, I, it's like I said, it's an it's a very important part of my life, and that's another thing that I do to kind of unwind, you know, especially after something tense, like uh, a ghost investigation you know where especially if you do with a very tense spirit and it's just a lot going on it's a good way like I get back in my car and I relax and I put on the music and I just focus in and try to get my energy back to a good level before I get home so I use it for I use music for everything and like I said I've I like to think that I'm a pretty decent singer so
0: um, now, do people ever think, oh, she's a little bit young, because you're quite a young person. Do you get that while well, you're in investigations, or does that not bother people? Uh, one more time, can you ask that again? You, you are quite a young age. Do you find it that people go, oh, you're, you're quite young for doing this, or do they don't judge you that way?
1: is actually not something that has come up in my paranormal career. Um, the only... it's I, I do get uh, a little bit of... Uh, a little bit of crap from my team because I am the youngest person on the team. But, uh, no, I've never had any... anybody ask about, you know, my age or anything like that. It's... um I think when you go in as, like... A medium or anything, you can be a medium as young. You know, you can be at one all your life. So I don't think anybody really cares or notices my age. The only time, the only time uh, I ever have issues with how young I am is actually at my real job. My real job, I get a lot of crap for being so young, but
0: no. I never for my paranormal. <laughs> now, um. Was I'm losing my track of brain oh, get me a brain back now um, when you as you say you like to do your paranormal do you um, when when you're doing your investigations do you go step by step do you have a, like a set plan when you do them do you like st- go to do like a go around the building checking for electrical interference that kind of thing well
1: they do. They, um, typically, they do investigations on days that I work. So they get there um, before I get off of my real job, and they get there, and they do all that. They do readings of the – they get baseline readings and temperatures of the whole house. Um, me, I don't even know the addresses of these places until about an hour before I get there uh, because I'm a psychic medium. You can't really – it's, I can't go in there with any kind of bias or any kind of knowledge of anything that's going on. That's kind of defeats the purpose of me going in. So they do all of that beforehand. They get the testimony of the um, people we're helping beforehand and everything. And then once I get there, they basically go do a walkthrough of the house. We're going to send this guy in with you with a video camera and a recorder and see what you... Like I said, I don't even know the address until I get off work and I can come to the house. Um, that's what they did with the last one. I didn't know anything. I didn't even know the owner's names at all. Um, so, yeah, they just basically, for me, they just walk me through the house. <laughs> they just walk through
0: there and see what you pick up on. <laughs> can you? Well, this is obviously thinking they're talking about a paranormal group, but they haven't mentioned the name. Could you mention? Make- can you tell them the name of the, your group, please?
1: Yes, I am with Through the Veil Investigations. We are out of Dover, PA, slash York, PA, Pennsylvania. Um, yeah, we are with them. I actually just joined them very recently, so I haven't even been a part of the group very long. But yes, I am. that is the name of our group. We already have a website and everything, um, and it's through THRU, throughtheveilinvestigations.com, and you can find me and a little bit more about what a psychic medium is. You can also find our group leader, Joe, and all of our other members on that site as well. There's pictures and then detailed descriptions of what each of us do for the group.
0: I like that. I, I I I mean, I help out and um, I do another podcast. For uh, I am um, a member of a group called Lincolnshire Spirit Seekers on uh, Facebook, and I, I help them out doing podcasts. I don't do nothing nothing else because unfortunately I'm unable to do investigations myself due to my disabilities. But I always thought if, if in the age of the smartphone. I could sort of like be there in spirit. You know what I mean? I could be like on the phone and being in an investigation. Sort of. You know what I mean? Right. I mean, I think even if you can't physically be
1: there, it is cool to be a part of it, even if it is over the phone, I think it's really cool to be a part of stuff like that. Um, I've always wanted to do paranormal investigations and stuff, Um, so it just really worked out, it was kind of fate that I would have met, that I met Joe, who is the founder and leader of Through the Veil. I met Joe actually at my real job, and it was just happenstance that we ended up talking about that kind of thing, and I mentioned I was a medium. He handed me a card and one of the t-shirts for the group and said can you I wanna try you out, come to this location or you know, can you be available Saturday night? And I was like, Okay sure and that's that's how it all started.
0: Sometimes that's so, that's what they call fate.
1: Yeah, I think, I, I called it fate, I, it was something I've always wanted to do, and I, it's an
0: incredible opportunity that I never thought I'd have, so I think it's just fate that I met Joe. I don't, I don't disbelieve in fate, fate I've had fate a lot in my life. I mean, I, I once was, um, me, me and my wife, uh, before we got married, she had to go into Barnstable in devon to go to a, a woman's refuge place because her ex-partner was a bit of a not a nice guy so I, I was dropped off she was dropped off and i didn't see her for at least two days i didn't think i'd ever see her again i walked around the corner and there she was so oh, awesome. i don't disbelieve in fate so that's my story about fate if people might say oh no that was just coincidence i'm sorry i believe it's fate and i don't care what anybody else says
1: no i believe in fate and i believe in um every everything has a reason so
0: what do you think spirits are how do you mean what do you think do you think they're an energy or do you think they're a part of us that's been left behind or
1: You know what, I believe believe they can be both. I believe that some of them are energy left behind or attached to us, you know, but I also believe that, you know, we can create a negative spirit or entity just by repressing our own energies and stuff like that, and it can form into sort of like a negative energy. So you like walk into your house, and all of a sudden you're just overcome with negativity. I believe that that can happen too, but I also believe that spirits are people that, you know, are still trying to get a message out, or they still have something to live for, or they're still attached to something Um, a lot of, like, some of the spirits that I dealt with on investigations, um, I think they're, I think they're still there because they haven't been able to leave. So I believe, I believe spirits are people that used to be here and haven't quite moved on and... I think some of them actually want to move on, they just don't know how. And I think that's another really good thing about being a medium, being a psychic, is I get to help those spirits move on. I get to help those people get to where they end up being in life, you know, in death.
0: Well, I got a few theories about God. I think one, my first theory is that God is not a being. It's like an energy force, like a white light. And when we die, our, our, all our energy... Our energy joins together, like a hive, become like a hive mind, so we can all interact together.
1: Right, yeah, no, I, um, as a, as a Wiccan slash Pagan, uh, we don't believe in any, I don't believe in any, you know, one God, it's more like a bunch of spirits and, and energies that kind of control what happens like i said i think there the there is something there is a higher power and i do believe that that higher power drives everything and but i also believe in reincarnation so i believe that once you pass on and your spirit passes on that you will come back and i think that's part of how some spirits end up being left here is you know maybe they get reincarnated but not all of their soul goes into the reincarnation because usually when you get reincarnated there's still part of that person who's unique they're not the same person so i think some of it gets left behind
0: a bit like the buddha religion but buddha buddha religion believes that when we reincarnated bits of us come back not the whole whole of us the bits that we didn't learn the first time so we get right, the chance actually, to re- yeah. re- re- relearn. Yeah. I believe yeah. that. I, I, that's the only version of reincarnation I personally believe. I haven't talked to enough people that have been reincarnated to know any difference. So I have to get I have to get a hold of people like that so I can understand more because my understanding of that is a bit weak, and I admit that. Yeah, no, I I fully I
1: fully believe that. I believe that the um. I believe that the good parts of you get reincarnated into a living being, you know, animal or another human. Um, but I believe the negative parts of you tend to become those spirits that just hang on and don't leave, you know, or get stuck in places or attached to certain objects and stuff. I think that I think that makes sense to me. I guess just as.
0: I know you're a fan of history so you've probably heard this before that um, Emperor Constantine was basically the emperor who rewrote the Bible because originally Wiccan and um, Pagan was in the original Bible but basically he didn't like it and there was also female disciples at the time that basically he rewrote them out of history. So for the... He, because obviously being the victors at the time, the wrote and being a, a, a man, he wasn't particularly fond of women. So he rewrote, wrote, wrote them out and rewrote the the Bible bit to take out the Wiccan and the pagan practices. Because if you look at look at um, all the, the uh, festivals and things we do, they all intermix with Wiccan and um, paganism. Do, do you agree with that?
1: Yes, they are. Um, actually very much so. Um that's actually Easter actually falls on the spring solstice for us. So what we would celebrate as, you know springtime coming, it's a solstice, it's a it's a changing of the seasons for us, something I we would celebrate was covered by Christianity with Easter. Um, Same with Christmas. Christmas was the winter solstice. It was a pagan holiday. We celebrated um, Yule and stuff like that, and Christianity, again, took over that time and made Christmas that time. In fact... Uh, I read somewhere, I'm not sure how accurate it is, but I read somewhere that actually all evidence leads to Jesus' birthday being sometime in April, not even in December. So, yeah, no, I believe that fully, I think, there's been a lot of washing away uh, Wiccans and Pagans in history, because Wicca and Paganism is actually a much older religion, Um much older, actually, than Christianity, but yes, no, I I fully believe that they have, that it's been washed away out of history, people who, I don't think it's as, as much as it used to be, I know a lot of pagans, and I know a lot of Wiccans, who celebrate openly and everything, but... I, I do believe that it, a lot of our holiday, a lot of our holidays have been covered by religious holidays.
0: Well, it's like everything, isn't it? We uh, we all borrow from everything. It's a uh, human nature.
1: It is. It, it's human nature to try and hide or make sense of things that we don't understand. So, you know, they didn't understand witches and pagans and stuff like that and instead of trying to understand it they kind of covered it up
0: and erased it that's unfortunately it's got a little bit of a bad history which we won't go into here because that'd be a very a bit of a very long podcast because there's a lot of things that we could talk about that side of the what's happened to witches in the past which i totally disagree with because basically some of the women were just practicing um, what we call we called the herbalism now then, but but now we call it chemistry. Because a lot of them, back then, were healers, weren't they? They they were using herbs to um, like for like um, aspirin came from a tree. That kind of thing. They're sitting there going. I think I don't know what this man's on about. <laughs> Sorry, um, um, but basically, um, history's got a lot to answer for. I think. Also, I think I I like the fact that when the Victorian age was around, they sort of embraced death, obviously because of, of um, the Queen dying and the Prince uh, Albert dying. They, uh, they, uh, Vic, Queen Victoria mourned for, I think, um, a year or plus, more than that, I think. But basically, during the Victorian times, death was talked about more. There was more things to do with seances and mediumship and spirituality was more open. Do you think we're coming back to that age or do you think it's still hidden? I mean, I know, like I said,
1: I know a lot of wiccans pagans that that do practice magic that do practice things like that but i don't think um i don't think anytime soon especially especially in this country i don't think anytime soon that they're gonna start you know doing public seances and stuff like that um some of us are still they still call us satan worshipers if we were you know our pentacles you know, we, we wear our Wiccan stuff, our Pagan stuff. They see us practicing spells. They see us in these stores buying sage and these things and messing with, you know, magic. And we get called Satan worshippers and devil worshipers and things like that. And, you know, we either get made fun of or shunned. And I, I don't think there's ever gonna be another time where we get to openly do seances and stuff. I think there's only one time a year where we can do that stuff and it's considered cool. And that is during Halloween. So this month is the month of witches. We usually rise up and do more of that stuff during this time because the energy is different. It's a little bit stronger, but we also don't get or made fun of because everybody's trying to be a witch for Halloween.
0: <laughs> I think it's a good time to do uh, learn a bit more and experience a bit more and um and I like I I like the I like I mean I'll admit this I like Halloween because I like to give people a little bit of a a little bit of a scare not too much not too like blood and gore stuff but like the old fashioned horror movies like you know like the old black and white films it yeah, was like suspense right. films and suddenly somebody would jump out at you or would be very creepy I like that kind yeah. of stuff I, I I I I do my own sort of like horror thing I do. Well, so I like doing that. I've d- I've been doing a lot of uh, podcast stories under the guise of um, you may may find them. I don't know if you listen to them. I I come under the guise of Ghostman Horror Host. Yes, I have seen a couple of those. Um, I haven't had time to listen,
1: but I have I have seen you posting
0: those. But yeah, no, I I enjoy scaring people. <laughs> As you say, I think it's important. I think it's. I think it's important that we do embrace what we, that the, um, people understand that we're all individuals and it's good to listen to someone, even if you might not agree what they do, at least debate it, don't judge them. Right,
1: yeah, I'm always open to, um, people's opinions and listening to what people have to say and things like that, um... I I know some people that are atheist or agnostic and when people start trying to talk to them about their religion they just are so nasty and negative like I don't you can give me your opinion everything you know politics and stuff I'll debate with you religion and stuff like that you you know I understand the bible I went to church when I was younger um I did bible school all that you know so I I do understand it, I have read some of it, and I do know a good bit about it, and, um, you know, I don't mind listening to people and their opinions and what they believe, and, you know, that can shape how a person is, so it's always good to, like, understand other people and where they come from, and typically I'm a fairly nice person so I do enjoy learning what other people believe or you know learning history or opinions from other people I think if more people just sat down and actually tried to understand each other it would all be a little bit better
0: well I I use the um uh, a way of debating things by I I put out like a a bit of a controversial theory about God but it's only a debate it's not meant to be harmful anyway this is this is my controversial theory it basically God is schizophrenic because he's but we are meant to be made in his image as it says in the Bible somewhere so we, we a man is both good and bad so I think God is a bit of both and I only use it I only use that as a way of getting people to debate. It's not meant to be an offensive thing. It's just basically people can think about it and thinking, hang on, what's he on about? And then they think about it properly, and they think, oh yeah, I can see what you mean now. And it's just a good way of debating things. Right,
1: I definitely know. I definitely understand that. I get that.
0: I could see that. Because <laughs> well, I, I do believe there's such a thing as a devil and... But I think what the devil is, I think it's basically how we get influenced. Say that we're on a road, we we get two paths on that road, and because we got the uh, choice of free uh, free will, we can be influenced to go down the wrong side of the track or the right side of the track, and that there's a little voice that said, like it's trying to influence you either way, like one on one side, one on the other. And it's with which voice you'd want to listen to, which road you go down. I don't think they can actually make you do it, I think they can only influence you.
1: Right. No, I think um, it's, that's just it, you know, depending on which road you go down. It's usually, you know, when you pass, are you going to end up stuck here? or are you going to move on? And I think good people tend to move on. That's why a lot of times when you get hauntings or spiritual, it's usually kind of negative. You know, somebody's stuck there because they were a bad person in life or they were a negative person in life, and they end up being stuck here, unable to move on, because even in death they haven't learned their lesson.
0: Well, it's strange that the church practices exisms, and the, uh, i believe that the vatican has got a special unit that deals with exorcisms, but they would they wouldn't come out and say they believe in ghosts which is a strange contradiction
1: that is it is, it is strange um i think that's because they do believe in demons they believe in you know the devil and that he has an army of, of demons and typically when you call in to do an exorcism it is because of it demons so yeah well they don't admit to (laughs) ghosts they do admit that demons exist and that's why they're more apt to do that's why exorcisms like i said are usually only done on demonic presences and stuff like that because you know demons exist in the bible well i i
0: I think that